Welcome back. This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio, and this is Lost Arts Radio Live. That's our Saturday show. I hope you're having a good weekend so far. And um, all the communications I've been getting during the week pretty much have been centered on the, you know, not everybody understands what it is, but it's really an assault against humanity on a larger scale and more coordinated than any time in world history that I know of. And you're not even supposed to know what's going on. So, you know, we have communications from all over the world, and, and a lot of them ask, you know, why why do we put so much emphasis on what's happening in America? Other than just being here, it's easy to get news from anywhere at this point in time if you know what sources to use. And um, I do center a lot on talking about what's happening in America. And the, the reason for that is really because America represents or or used to represent at least an idea of individual freedom, not sacrificing your own freedom for the so-called good of the whole, which is a trick of tyrants in back all over history, but individual freedom. And America used to represent that. It was never lived up to perfectly, but the idea was there it was a country founded on the basis of the foundation of individual freedom. And I don't really know of any other place in the world at the moment that was openly declared to be set up for that reason where the government was the servant of the people and specifically was explained to exist with the permission of the people that it was governing. And and a lot of times people think, well, it's because it was a constitutional republic. But there's nothing magic about a constitutional republic. What happens if you have a terrible constitution and everybody is, is swearing oaths to it? It can be suicidal. So, you know, a constitutional republic is not some magic remedy for corruption or anything like that, as you can clearly see right now. Uh, it's no guarantee of any kind of freedom. Um uh, even any kind of morality at all. And I don't mean following one particular religion over the other. I mean like morality that you sh- should be in touch with, whether you've ever seen a book of any kind of beliefs or not. You know, you don't hurt intentionally, go and damage somebody else because they're part of you, they're connected to you. There's there's a source that you both come from. You don't have to memorize that from a belief system. You're supposed to be awake enough to to just feel that so anyway the the point is and we're going to get into what the title of the show was saying today which is can the current crisis in the world be reversed could the assault against humanity still be reversed and in order to really answer that other than just say well yes or no which wouldn't mean much you have to see where where the current situation came from. And when I first started getting into that over many decades, it, it was something that I, I really, the problem I ran into was not so much understanding it, but not being emotionally destroyed by what it meant, you know, and, and by the, the feeling of it and what it was really about and the massive amount of suffering all over the world that is being caused right now intentionally by an agenda that most people don't know exists 
And I had to do some things with my own mind and consciousness not to absorb the really sick energy of this agenda that's being played out right now in order to dispassionately and clearly look at what's going on. So I, I, I'm just looking down. I, appear, I apologize. I, I have long lists of things that I want to cover and, and bring in to what we're talking about, and I'm not at the point where I can memorize them all without forgetting. So um, I did mention to you, though, and explain that just the fact that a, a country as a constitutional republic doesn't guarantee that it's not some horrible system, you know, where everybody who has a dissenting opinion has to be killed or something like that. You could have that in a constitutional republic as long as the constitution says that's what you have to do. But fortunately and amazingly in America, the constitution adopted was was based on individual freedom, not on obeying government. And uh, later when people started getting a little more mature in their understanding, the hypocrisies of uh, slavery by race and slavery or the second class status of women who couldn't vote and those things were gradually cleaned up and slavery is still going on in other parts of the world. But right now the assault against humanity is trying to bring it back to a degree it's never been seen before worldwide, not not by race, unless maybe you say by human race, because the agenda is to enslave and then exterminate life, basically, and we'll get into the details of that and why. So some of the early um, Americans corrected a lot of those hypocrisies, and it was American culture and, and English culture that got rid of slavery before a lot of other countries did, and some, as I said, haven't even gotten rid of it yet. There's places in Africa that it's still going on, and it's accepted as um, moral and reasonable in, in some major religions, even now. Uh, but it was recognized here in America that all the citizens of the country have the same basic rights, and those were based on natural rights, not on constitutional rights. And the founders of America understood that there's really no such thing as constitutional rights in the sense that the Constitution gives anybody any rights. Because what the founders were realizing is that you have rights just because you exist and you come from God, whether you believe in it or not, doesn't affect your rights. You just have those. And the Constitution was just there in America and any place where they make a good constitution to say your natural rights have to be observed. You could cancel them all in the constitution and change it to say you have no rights and the founders said that's not true, you still have all the same rights. Whether they're mentioned in the constitution or not is irrelevant and they can't be given to you by a document like the UN Charter of Human Rights or anything like that. They come from God. And no matter what laws are passed against them, and by the way, whatever emergency, so-called emergency is declared, it doesn't do anything to your rights at all. It's, it's a giant fraud that emergencies have anything to do with your natural rights. You can't take away legitimately um, any no natural rights by just saying, well, now it's an emergency, 
and sorry, we're you know we hate to take away your rights, but we have to do it for your own good, and we'll be sure and remember to give them right back as soon as things are normal. That never happens, and and the governments who do that don't voluntarily give the rights back as a rule. So in the Declaration of Independence that was in the American documents, the government uh, takes its powers, just powers, not the power to do whatever it wants, from the consent of the people, from the consent of the governed. And it carries out everything it does with permission. So the Constitutional Republic, as it turned out in America, was really a great idea, and it was based on natural rights that belonged to everybody. Um not just Americans, but everybody in the world, everybody everywhere has the same natural rights according to this point of view which the founders had. And now people are being tricked in America to say, well, everybody in the world has the same rights, therefore you shouldn't have any borders. And that's checking to see whether you're insane or not, or whether you're completely hypnotized and have become a zombie with no common sense at all. And if, you, if you're if you really unclear on that and you think, you know, that what the people for open borders are pushing right now is reasonable in any sense of the word, just imagine that you live in your house in a very rough neighborhood with lots of murder and all kinds of unpleasant things going on around you. And so when you move into that new house, what you do after a while is you decide, you know, I'm really being unfair and not diverse enough, or whatever it's called, um, to have doors on my house. And so you take the doors off and you you burn the doors or throw them away or give them to somebody who um, wants doors. And you say, now I'm being fair to everybody in the world because I have no doors on my house. And the first night that happens, people come in, take everything that you've got and kill you. But you're very uh, just and um, I'm not sure what you would call it. It's basically crazy. And that's the border controversy really is as simple as that. So even though every country in the world, people all over the world, have exactly the same natural rights, they... It's it's completely suicidal for any country to open its borders and not what they call vet or check or qualify the people that want to come in and become uh, apply for citizenship. You know they should have to go through uh, a process where it's determined whether they want to actually contribute to the country, be productive and love the country and try to you know, raise it to a high level of being a great place for people to live. And if they're just coming there to um, destroy it in some way or just they want welfare and they're not going to do anything to contribute or maybe they're major criminals or drug dealers or things like that, letting them in is not brilliant. That's not a good idea. And the current people in charge of the government now um, in America that's what they want to do, and there's a reason. You know, the followers of that in the Democratic Party and the people who believe in the media and things like that, they're saying, well, this is just um, compassionate to let everybody into your country. They've lost, to a great degree, all their intelligence and their common sense. It doesn't mean they can't get it back. But if they're believing the nonsense about that you don't need a secure border, um, 
they're not being extremely intelligent at the moment, to put it very mildly. Um, so th- just like living in a bad neighborhood where it's not a brilliant idea to take the doors off your house and go to sleep, yeah. uh, there are countries in the world who are very aggressive and want to take advantage of and, and take over other countries. There are even countries that are run by theocracies where a major religion controls the whole country and in the scriptures of that major religion, which I've read, uh, and it's really true, it's not some kind of imaginary belief, it says right in there that they should take over the world and that they should enslave or kill anybody that doesn't join the religion. Uh, I'm not going to mention which religion it is, but it doesn't matter. It, it exists, and to have an open border means that you're happy to be taken over and be enslaved by other countries that believe that that's what should happen. So those are some of the reasons that national borders are are critical. And nationalism in the good sense of the word, you know, the, our criminal media in the U.S. decided to tell people during the last presidency that nationalism, positive nationalism, was bad. And they knew that was a lie. Well, maybe not all the people working for the media knew it. Some of them are pretty hypnotized. But anybody with any common sense left knows that nationalism in its healthy sense is not only good for the country that does it, in other words, trying to uplift their own country and make life for their own citizens as free and prosperous and good as possible, but it's an example for all the other countries, so it's really a service to the world. Whereas if you go instead in the direction of globalism and put your people under the rule of an international organization, and there are many of those, then you're setting an example of slavery. And the last president, that's when Trump was in, that's one of the things he was really correct about, is that every country, not just America, the rulers of it should be there by the consent of the people. And their whole job should be to make that country as great a place for the citizens of the country as possible. Um, and protection of the citizens, too. Um, You know, that's why a national government is supposed to not be using military to go and harass and invade and occupy other countries like the U.S. and many places are doing now. But it's supposed to truly be defense, and it's hard for people without a government to do that. As much as I appreciate some of the... uh, sentiments of the anarchist people and some of them are great and again media has twisted the definition of anarchist into somebody that wants to do violence and hurt people and that is not true at all uh anarchy means the and part the or the a part means not and archy means rule or government and they just don't want to be ruled and enslaved and i think that's completely more than reasonable and and obvious but again if you're in a an environment in the world where the world is a really rough neighborhood and there are other countries that would gladly overrun you, having no government in charge of defense is not going to work very well. And and I think the point is that, yes, it can be corrupted. And nowadays, all the governments are corrupted in an organized fashion. But anarchies are corrupted too. If you don't have conscious people that care about each other and understand 
that we're all connected to each other and we need to be mutually supportive, then there isn't a system that works. Anarchy doesn't work. Government doesn't work. Because what, what's happening in the world is being, uh, to a great degree, determined by the, con- the consciousness of the people who live there. And that's true in each country, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate the positive anarchists, and I've had some of them on the show, notably Jeff uh, Berwick, who I think is an incredibly great person, and I would have him back on any time. Um, and, and I asked him last time he was on, actually, uh, turned the tables on him and said, how did you become an anarchist? Because he asked that of, of all of his guests, and he had a great answer. You might want to go back and look at that archive as long as it's not deleted. We don't delete it, but somebody else might. Um, so I asked him, well, in America, would you, if you were in charge, would you shut down the government overnight? And he said no. You know, he Jeff's a really smart person, and he realized that causing chaos everywhere and millions of people suddenly without jobs and no transition period wouldn't really be that great. Um, But there are other issues, too, like the military being used correctly to defend the country, not to start wars. That was another principle under the Trump presidency. Don't start wars. Get out of wars. Withdraw from Syria and Afghanistan and all these places that the U.S. is in illegally. They're trespassing. And I'm not going to say we, I'm not personally doing it. Uh, that's one of the language things that I have uh, use of words that I take exception with, with a lot of commentary people and hosts and news people is saying, if if the American army was or military was misused to invade a country, they say, well, we did such and such. No, we didn't. They did. You know, the people that are currently in charge of the corrupt governments is not we. We do have a, an obligation to do something to try to improve the situation, but the people doing all these atrocities, unless you're actually doing it, is not we. Anyway, um, I think a legitimate function of, of government is to defend the country, not to go all over the world invading other other countries that are not strong enough to defend themselves. Um, so originally, there was a, a kind of a, like a spirit of independence and freedom and courage in the in the American founders. And Benjamin Franklin, I'm pretty sure he was the one that said uh, the form of government that we just arranged coming out of the meetings to get that set up <clears throat> was called a constitutional republic, and he said, if you can keep it. And the way the founders talked about that was that it would only work with what they called an educated populace or an educated public. But what that really means is a conscious public. It doesn't mean a public that's been brainwashed by an educational system like we have now, which takes it upon itself to remove the common sense from people starting in preschool and continues that project right up through medical school or PhD school or public health school so that some of the most closed-minded and most difficult to talk to people now are the ones who are called highly educated. And America's degenerated so much that the ideals of the founders uh, 
is mostly just a distant memory. But there are brave people trying to bring it back and make it real, a lot of great ones. Um, Donald Trump had a lot of flaws, and I mean, serious enough flaws to endanger the survival of life on Earth. But his idea of bringing back greatness to his own country, as an example to everybody else, bringing back nationalism and not globalism, speaking openly against globalism, that was great. Um, promoting nationalism, so many great things that he did in spite of his faults, um, exposing the complete fraud of climate change. And I say that as a devoted environmentalist since the early 1960s. But um, the way that environmental issues are being used now is almost 100% fraud. Uh, The people who are high up in this movement saying, well, I guess they used to say it was 12 years. That's what they had AOC say for them. In 12 years, the world is going to end. And uh, lots of other people in the same mindset are saying, yeah, we have seven years or 10 years to address climate change or there won't be more uh, life on Earth. I have two responses to that. One is it's a complete fraud the way it's being presented, that you can't have air conditioning or uh car of any size you want or, uh, you know, use energy without endangering the survival of the world. Well, there have been energy sources and energy technologies capable of running your car or your Winnebago as an evil RV or your diesel truck or anything like that on water and powering, you know, generating electricity with, um, no environmental impact at all. Those have been perfected for probably 100 years or more, and they're all being hidden. So it's not the fault of the people that want air conditioning. It's the fault of the people that are hiding the technology. And that is coming from two sources. There are inventors on the normal level, and then there are people who have reversed, reverse-engineered very advanced technologies that includes government agencies and corporate agencies with clearance levels way above president. Um, Stephen Greer has done some great talks about that that are still up on the internet as far as I know. Those aren't considered to be uh, a threat to the power cartels right now, so they leave them up for the moment. And I would recommend listening to some of his stuff because the energy crisis is not because we're running around being evil, uh, driving an a RV or using our heat and air conditioning too much or driving a car at all or whatever it is you're doing that uses power. No, you're not at fault for that at all. And I know millions of people would think that I'm completely evil for saying that. But it's because... Our rulers are keeping the clean and free energy technology where it can't be used by the population. And that's a major crime against humanity. Now, man-made climate change, I said I had two responses. The other one is, yeah, it is really happening every day on a massive scale. But you're not doing it unless you're a geoengineering pilot. And if you are, I want to talk to you. Because um, we haven't been able to get any geoengineering pilots on the Sunday show, which I really would like to do. And we'll use uh, scrambling technology for voices 
Um, anything we can do to keep it private, you can call in from anywhere you want. You have to be verified. But as far as the public goes, we won't expose who you are. And it's very understandable because those pilots are told, yeah, you know, talk about your your great career in geoengineering and poisoning the world as much as you want. But, you know, we'll just have to kill your family. And a few, But you understand about that. It's normal. And so they tend to not talk very much, in fact, at all. I, I've heard a couple of um, tapes that may or may not have authenticity to them. Um, interesting, but to get to the verified stage, nobody's been willing to do it so far, and I think that would be interesting. Um, anyway, that is real man-made climate change. And if your neck swivels, just look up. And these long lines, white lines behind jets that spread out, sometimes cover a whole sky. It's, I don't, I've heard people saying, well, it's not a human conspiracy because that could never be organized on a global scale. It must be coming from other levels of existence or something. No, it's a human conspiracy. Um, and if you look into it deeply enough, if you're willing to, you can see that we're under a large degree of global government right now, and it has unfriendly things in mind. Anyway, that's real climate change, but um, Trump, one of the great things Trump did was giving it no credence at all, although he should have talked about uh, geoengineering, which I haven't heard any politician really talk about up to now. I, I think in Rhode Island, they did some things on a state level, but making it illegal, it's like the geoengineering... Uh, powers that be would just laugh at that and they'd say, okay, Rhode Island, just come and arrest us whenever you're ready. It's it's not very effective, but it, it was the right attitude. I don't know whatever happened to that. I haven't heard more about it since that time. But in any case, the fraudulent level of climate change was exposed many times uh, by Trump talking about it correctly, promoting nationalism, blocking uh, TPP and fixing a lot of bad international trade platforms, uh, bringing back overseas companies to America, helping the uh, inner city economies a lot, bringing up the the employment levels, which have since been destroyed, by the way, through partly through the fault of Trump, as it turns out. Uh, but he would he would he was the first president to speak at pro life major major pro life conferences, which I think is. Very important and was brave of him, totally non-racist, even though that's what the media called him and the Democrats called him right from the beginning. It was all completely fabricated. You know, and a lot of the people who went along with it, watching the media, are into this mindset where somebody's either 100% bad or they're 100% good. And if your favorite newscaster with the right facial expression and tone of voice and everything says somebody's a racist, well... It's obvious that it's true, and it wasn't true with Trump at all. He also made America energy self-sufficient. Yeah, it was with current technologies and oil and everything, but that's a major part of national security, completely against the globalist platform. So that was a great achievement and a lot of other things. And it came out of his sincerity and motivation and love for his country, and that's the reason that billions and billions of dollars were spent on this massive hate campaign from before he was inaugurated to after he was forced out in a fake election 
um, there was a reason for that. And there's a lot of people who are so indoctrinated into hate Trump at any cost that they either say, yeah, he was a racist and a Russian agent and everything, or the more conservative side hate Trump people say, yeah, he's controlled opposition. And as soon as they label you as controlled opposition, you basically had it because what that means is that if you do something good, it's by definition bad because you're controlled opposition. So you can do the best thing in the world and it's going to be bad. Complete nonsense and not backed up at all. Um, but the so-called swamp in America, which now has a counterpart and did have a counterpart all over the world, it's not confined to any one country. It was way more than Trump had any idea. Uh, he wasn't the all-knowing wise ruler that the Q people were telling and still telling people now. That was a complete disinformation operation. Um, I think that's well confirmed now. They're still trying to push the same stuff, and I think it's obvious that Trump had massive ignorance in critical areas, uh, blind faith in leaders of industry, even uh, real promotion of toxic companies involved in destroying the world in various ways. He was signed a special executive order to make it easier to develop GMOs, uh, thought wireless radiation was no problem, uh, was promoting the Internet of Things, which is really a nasty program connected to Agenda 2030 and total surveillance and enslavement. He, he saw no problem with toxic agriculture or toxic medicine. He just thought it should be cheaper for everybody, including his own family. I mean, he wasn't trying to nefariously push some system on the public while doing something totally different for himself and his friends. This is what he actually thought. He was not informed in a lot of ways, not wise like to the degree that uh, his devotees were saying. Seemed to have no clue about geoengineering at all. Um, and in the end, his, even though his motivation, and I, I can be... I'm obviously fallible. You don't have to agree with me or believe anything I say, but I'm giving you the most I can see after decades of digging into this stuff. And in the end, I think his blind faith in toxic medicine, uh, which he used himself, it wasn't something he was just trying to scam on the people. He really believed in it. He ate junk food every day. He thought nutrition has virtually nothing to do with health, uh, according to his own habits. He made a catastrophic mistake, and this gets into the assault we're talking about in this transmission. Uh, he handed the country over to killer tyrants posing as healthcare leaders. And again, I know a lot of people in the audience will say, Richard, what an idiot. Trump is obviously evil. And he, no, Trump is doing this to himself, too. I mean, and he's doing a lot of things that are totally unacceptable to the power structure and then have to be undone by them now. But He's just not very aware compared to, a comp he doesn't have any comprehensive view of the real problem that's happening. And so, just like the, it's a lot like the mistake that Reagan made. And I met Reagan in 67 and still feel that, and felt at that time that he was really, like Trump, well motivated, said a lot of great things. He didn't get to do most of them, but um, said things that, the anarchists would like because he said government was the primary problem 
and enslaving people was not what it was there for there to do. But with his good intentions, so good that the media had to uh, demonize him in a lot of ways, and, and he had to be shot to be slowed down, and that was arranged. It didn't kill him, but it completely changed his attitude, and he was given some treatments in the hospital that changed his whole mode of being, and some people say he was given a cold blood transfusion, and whatever it was, um, he backed off a lot. But in spite of his good motivation, I think he had good motivation, Reagan, um, he didn't know enough to have the judgment that was really needed, just like Trump didn't and doesn't now. Trump is still off on this program of promoting the vaccines and the pandemic, which is such a, a monumental mistake and crime that it could play a major part in the destruction of of humanity. And it's already made him probably unknowingly, if I'm correct, but complicit in the deaths of thousands of people that are being killed by, well, more than thousands, because millions are being killed by the starvation that is being caused by the lockdowns in countries like the U.S. and in Europe and the U.K. and places like that. Um, I don't think Trump had any wise advisors around him who saw the whole picture and could have conveyed it to him. So, you know, at this point, he's complicit in the mass murder, not intentionally, I don't think, but it doesn't matter that the people that die, you know, it's still unnecessary uh, destruction of life. Um, but it, it's clearly not true that anybody who does that intends evil. I know a lot of very intelligent people, many of whom are doctors and highly educated, occupying positions of authority in corporations and places like that. Many of them think that the vaccines are great and that the pandemic is what it is, what it, what we're told it is, and that the lockdowns are necessary. These are smart people, and they really, honestly, think this stuff. It doesn't mean they're controlled opposition. You know, that's just a lazy way to categorize everybody. If you really look at these individuals as individuals, they're victims of their own education and programming and media hypnosis and probably wireless hypnosis that's being carried out in cities on millions of people at the same time now. We've had whistleblowers explain how that's working. It's basically the technology of wireless mind control that was perfected by World War II. Um, Barry Troer has talked about that and other experts in it. And they had the technology at that time to single person at a time, one one individual uh, could be made to commit suicide or commit homicide or go crazy or be part of a larger conspiracy plan or whatever the originators of, of the frequency that they beamed at that person wanted to do. But it was they were very stressed and frustrated because they could only do a person at a time. And they did as many as they could, you know, for military, corrupt military purposes and things like that. But now, it appears as if that technology has been well perfected to cause insanity in large numbers at once. It is not effective against everybody, fortunately, 
but it is effective against huge masses of people. And if you try to, you know, they're the ones that have been running around the country in America in real insurrection, not the fake one in Washington, D.C., but real insurrection the entire summer, burning down private businesses, uh, government buildings, uh, and, you know, killing people, beating up women and children, uh, horrible stuff. And the deep, what Trump called the deep, deep state, what managed to get them to be allowed to carry on this constant insurrection for months and months at a time. And because of this mass uh, mind control that's actually in operation now, um, we have huge numbers, millions of people that are brainwashed beyond the point of being reachable by intelligent conversation. And if you try to approach some of them um, who are busy burning down cities and just mindlessly following along with that, they're not really capable in their current state of logical thought. And a lot of them don't even know what they're what they're protesting if they're pretending to be protesting. So this was a real insurrection that Trump was grossly negligent in not stopping. Uh, That is when the Insurrection Act should have been invoked, and and he never did it. And uh, that was a major failing. So a lot of these really smart people are believing the medical tyranny right now. And they believe that in an emergency which they don't realize it's not an empirical emergency, it's a declared emergency. That means your rulers just say, well, we really would like you to have your rights, but it's an emergency, so you can't have you can't have your freedoms right now. And a lot of smart people go along with that. It doesn't mean they're evil. It means they're brainwashed and need to be uh, rescued somehow from that. <clears throat> they believe in the current version of the germ theory which is taught to people in medical school and which even Pastor realized by the end of his life was not accurate but it was too late it became a big part of the medical so-called medical science now and a lot of the justification for chemical medicine which most of which is completely unnecessary if the real understanding of health was allowed to be spread, uh, and they, be, you know, they believe in the medical authorities unconditionally, un, uh, and they believe in things like, oh, injecting some kind of a toxic mixture into your body with all kinds of horrific ingredients in it is going to prevent disease. <clears throat> this started in the current version back in about 1796. There was a guy named Edward Jenner that started up the practice at that time. The Chinese had old versions of it, hundreds and maybe thousands of years before that. But Jenner was the originator in the current form of this practice of sticking a hollow needle into somebody's body and pushing liquid through it that was full of horrible stuff, although Jenner had nothing on horrible ingredients compared to now. And, you know, another example that people who support and promote this horrible stuff, they're not necessarily evil. They're not controlled opposition, most of them. They're really well-meaning people, the vast majority. 
most doctors have memorized the slogan safe and effective and they think they learned it they think they know it and they don't realize that what happened is they memorized it they memorized it without finding out if it's true and they're so programmed by the the system that they went through that they consider education that did have a lot of true things in it but a lot of garbage as well and they are so trusting Blind trust and authority, which is exactly against the principle of individual freedom, that they don't even look up the ingredients of what's being injected into people. And if you understand that the way your body works and to be healthy, it's not just to take poisonous chemicals called medicine to be healthy. It's to look at what you're doing every day, you know, what you're eating and drinking and Smoking, if you're unfortunate enough to be addicted to that, smoking anything is really dumb. And taking drugs or anything like that, they don't look at that. But people who start learning how health works, they read the ingredients on food. And if it's got ingredients that are poison, they think, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat that. You know, I mean, it seems pretty obvious common sense, but we've gotten so trained to believe authority no matter what that you say a box oh it's fda approved i'll eat it it should be fine because if it wasn't fine government agencies would not allow it to be sold that's not what's actually happening which most of the listeners that we have know by by this time but if you know enough to look at the ingredients of something that you're considering eating before you eat it And hopefully you understand that you don't buy food that's sprayed with poison. What what do they call that? Conventional farming. That's what they call poison farming now. And, And if you're a farmer, I understand the need for the economics, but you have a, everybody in any kind of business or in life in general has an ethical obligation to, you know, we all make horrible honest mistakes most of us that we need to learn from but you're supposed to learn to do better and not poison food and then sell it to people to eat that's not really good and so if you're a consumer you know to buy organic food you know to read the ingredients if it's processed so wouldn't you think that reading the ingredients on something that you're going to put through a needle into your body would be kind of a good idea too I mean, really preschool-level common sense, which we've been chained out of. Most doctors who are not bad people at all, who are there to to help, um, most of them don't even check what they're injecting into people. I mean, it's almost unbelievable, but it's a tribute to the degree of uh, programming and fake education and entertainment and everything that we've all been uh, subjected to. So Trump made a massive error, and he's still doing it. He's still on TV promoting these things, of injecting hideous things into you. And I I would bet that he has no idea what the ingredients are. He has no idea how they work. He probably thinks, well, the medical experts know about that. The doctors know about that. Um, I could never know that because I'm just a businessman. That's a reflection of this programming that we've gotten 
that we're all specialists in something and we can't know anything else except what we memorized in school. And that's a big mistake for all of us. Um, and I think uh, the fact that there are all these criminal organizations entrenched into the country and all over the world at this point, the immediate question is, how did that, how did that happen? Even in countries like the U.S., where it was supposed to be based on freedom and the wisdom of natural rights and things like that. And the way that that's been allowed is courtesy of our media and our educational system. And I don't have time to go through this in the depth that I wanted. I have way more down here than I wanted to mention to you. But, but I think a big part of it was that we're trained by misuse of language. And that is saying that um, conspiracies do not exist. Other than bank robbers, like in cartoons, you know, where these guys with the stri- black and white striped shirts get together, they're all really fat, and they have um, caps on that show that they're a bank robber, and they all work together to go to rob the bank, and then some cartoon hero saves it, saves the money, and gets it back, and all that. That kind of conspiracy is real. There's nothing else where people conspire. And as ridiculous as that idea is, because you know that people cooperate for a common goal, uh, whether it's good or bad or anything, um, there was tremendous energy put into ridiculing anybody that believed in conspiracies starting after the Kennedy assassination because the media was um, trying to make it so nobody realized the massive organization that people within the government and within corporations had to get together to cooperate to get uh, John Kennedy killed the way he was. And then they found out that, wow, that works on everything. And our the problem is that the conspir- the real conspiracy is so much more massive than even the conspiracy theory people imagine in most cases, that as long as we don't know that's going on, it goes ahead and, and infiltrates everything. So, um, and Kennedy you know, was not killed by accident. There was, of course, a massive conspiracy to get rid of him because like the other presidents I talked about, like Trump and Reagan, and and there might be a few others, but not many, that really loved their country and had good motives. Kennedy was one of those, and it didn't mean that he was perfect. Uh, He had major flaws. He had socialist leanings. He had big ethical problems and... um, you know, lots of stuff, but but his motive was good, so that couldn't be allowed, and he had to be removed. Um, anyway, all each one of them has big holes. Kennedy didn't understand how the uh, advanced energy sources were being hidden from him, how he wasn't allowed to ask what the government was doing in uh, UFO interactions, and they just told him, no, you don't need to know, and hung up on him. Again, Stephen Greer has done the most research on this of anybody that I know of, and I think you'd be interested in seeing. Uh, He's got these long uh, lectures that he's done, uh, and they're all accessible easily on the Internet. So um, we've been trained at this point, all of us, to have so much fear and no faith in ourselves 
really to lose all remnant of common sense because and we'd realize right away, well, we're spending all this energy fighting with each other over every issue we could possibly imagine and construct while this unified group of global rulers is working on an agenda of complete enslavement and extermination. Maybe we're not being very smart, you know. Um, We've lost common sense. We're thinking that the experts are the only ones smart enough to solve the global problems or even define them. And we've been trained to put our faith in global organizations that have all this amazing power and are unelected, basic, nice face on tyranny like World Health Organization, World Trade Organization, World Bank, World Economic Forum, IMF, Federal Reserve, Centers for Disease Control, all coming down pretty much to the United Nations and Bank of International Settlements, uh, organizations like that that are already functioning as a covert global government. And the theme is blind faith in um, authorities and criminals and unconscious politicians and no faith in ourselves. And they had to get us not trusting ourselves or what we could see right in front of us in order for evil to take over the world. And um, I guess, you know, you could say that in America, the blindness of the last well-meaning politician, I I don't count the current president as well-meaning at all. He's a known criminal on video admitting global crimes. And he's so mentally incompetent now, It's he's. I don't think he's aware of anything he's doing or signing. But the president before him that we just talked about had good intention, but was so blind in a lot of ways that he handed over the country to the medical mega-mafia and essentially endorsing lethal injection for everybody in the world. That's not a very good idea, to put it mildly. I mean, even the well-meaning people can, can be fooled into such incredible crimes because they're, they don't have any real education. You know, they became good at some narrow specialty in business in Trump's case or a lot of other ones. Many of them have been trained as lawyers how to argue and deceive people into making certain decisions in court. Um, but the education that everybody needs is a real holistic education. And I don't see how you can really do without it. You need to know how health works, um, not the conventional allopathic version of it that the doctors memorize. I'm talking about how health really works. So you can get over the idea that swallowing toxic chemicals is really the best way to get healthy. Just because they call them medicine, what are they? They're still toxic chemicals. And the idea that it doesn't matter what you eat because... Uh, It's FDA or CDC approved and EPA approved and all these agencies that are totally corrupt. They've approved the food, so it must be safe. It's not safe at all. And when you add up the effect of the intentionally poisoned water in the cities with fluoride, which has never helped anybody's teeth as far as I can tell, yeah, it makes them hard and brittle when you paint it on them topically. That doesn't mean it's good for them at all. That means it makes them hard and brittle. It just changes the kind of problems they could have. 
And what does it do to the rest of the system? Because your mouth absorbs the fluoride and it goes systemic. You know, it's not just painted on your teeth. Real science is questioning everything. And not, you know, just if we would relax for a minute and stop hating each other and stop fighting and realize we're on the same team. And, you know, if we want to help wake up each other, we have to start with ourselves. If everybody's victims here, I don't think there's any ultimate perpetrators among the general population. A lot of people have been fooled into um, life of crime or drug addiction or all kinds of mistakes they're making that end up destroying them. It's because they really didn't know and they thought they were going to get something out of that. <clears throat> so if we want to help them, I don't think there's any way to do it without breaking our own hypnosis first. I think that's the real key. Because if you become an evangelist, uh, say, against drug addiction or something like that, the really effective ones are the ones who were drug addicts who got over it. Whether they did it spiritually or through detox and fasting or exercise, which a lot of them used, or something like that, the effective proponents of breaking drug addiction are the people who were hopeless drug addicts and they got over it. And that applies to not just drugs. So if we want to, you know, wake up the rest of the world, you have to wake up yourself first. And uh, there are people doing that. Uh, there's a really inspiring guy named Chris Guy who's an, on the internet, hasn't even been censored off of it yet for some reason. And he's got a program called Hashtag uh, Just Say No. And he, he came back into Canada recently after uh, traveling internationally. And, you know, they have this new thing that their government has put into place that Rebel News talks about a lot. Rebel News, by the way, is a really good source of a lot of uh, great reporting that are trying to, Rebel News is trying to not just report problems of businesses being locked down and and destroyed, but they're trying to help them stay in business and their their Rebel News is collecting money and using it to pay their legal fees. Really inspiring, rebelnews.com. I'm not being paid to say anything about them. That's one of our problems. I'm not being paid to say anything here. I'm just trying to share things with you that could be useful. And we're so trained to start arguing over details. Look, if don't wait for somebody to tell you everything true and not make any mistakes. Take what's valuable from every person that, you, that you're in contact with and then put it together with your own common sense. But the point was that uh, this guy, Chris Guy, is an individual, was traveling abroad and came back to Canada. And they said, okay, now you have to take these tests where we jam this six-inch thing practically almost into your brain. And people have been damaged by these stupid tests. If it was really the pandemic was what they said it was, you could just take a little swab from the outside of your mouth and you would immediately, be if there was a real test, which there isn't, you'd be able to get a test that way. You don't need a six-inch stick to go into your nasal cavity. There's a really delicate membrane between the top of that cavity and your brain called the cribriform plate. It's like a screen, and all the olfactory nerves go through it. It's a long story. 
anyway, the test is ridiculous. And, and uh, Chris came back and said, no, thank you. It violates the Nuremberg Code and the Canadian Charter of Rights, which it does. According to the Nuremberg Code, which was a very important document that was put together after the trials of some of the Nazi doctors that were doing things to people without their consent, the Geneva Accord included that and said, from now on, after World War II, any country that signed up to be part of it, which almost every country did, you can't do anything medically to any of your citizens without informed consent. And informed consent is not just regular consent. It's informed consent. They, that means they have to make sure you understand everything bad that might happen to you before they offer you some treatment. If they don't do that, they're committing the same crimes as the, as the uh, doctors in the Nuremberg trials. So Chris came back into the airport, Chris Guy, and he said, no, I'm not doing the test. Thank you very much. It violates the Charter of Rights and all this stuff. And he just kept walking in. These police were there and enforcers were there. And they said, well, you have to be quarantined. And uh, all these things, have to, you have to go pay thousands of dollars to stay in a quarantine lockdown in some hotel we're using uh, for two weeks and pay for it yourself and all this stuff. And he said, no, I don't. That violates the Charter of Rights, and he walked out. And he was right. And what he's telling the world, at great risk to himself, because mafias are under government control are attacking him and trying to shut him down, is he's saying mass noncompliance with illegal, unethical uh, rules. And, you know, all this is based on his understanding that in the terrible pandemic that we're having now, that our current president on video, I, I saw him um, explain that 200 million people had already died in America several months ago. So, I mean, almost from, from COVID and almost everybody must be dead by now, according to those figures. In fact, it's amazing any of us are still alive. But the fact that anyone would believe any of this stuff shows what state of hypnosis we're all in and the fate of the world you know, whether that can be turned around or not depends on can we break our hypnosis because we're incredible. You're, you're this incredible, unlimited, beautiful, spectacular being and we've been hypnotized into these little wraiths, you know, that run around thinking that we're totally helpless, only the experts can save us. Um, yeah, we have to give up all our freedoms for our own safety, which specifically the American founders say, said, if you ever did that, you're not going to have safety or freedom. So you don't do it. The, the founders understood freedom is first. Not freedom to take advantage of other people intentionally or to pollute the whole world so that nobody's food is clean anymore. You know, start a new Monsanto company or something. You're not free to do that because it takes away other people's freedom. But with mutual respect, everybody gets to live the way they want, think whatever they want. There's no speech restriction. You can say it be, there can't be because it will be misused right away as soon as that comes out. So freedom is the basic idea with respect for everybody else's freedom, too. And people cooperate because we're all on the same side as humans. If if we get that back, that's our normal understanding. By breaking out of our own hypnosis, um, 
then this can be turned around. And the answer to the title of the show, is it too late? No, it's not too late. Because of the massive power you're carrying around. And it's the highest priority of the top level global rulers is to make sure that we never understand that. And we stay unconscious, hypnotized, in a zombie state until it's too late to wake up. So I would say that's a clue, right? That's kind of an important safety tip to paraphrase Ghostbusters. Um, Oh, you don't want us to become aware or especially self-aware. We want to think that we're helpless, we're weak, we're stupid, we can't understand anything. We don't even have Nobel Prizes or anything. Um, That's all totally fake. And I know we got to quit because I'm over time here, but... Einstein was famous for saying a lot of neat things, and one of them was that there's so much energy dormant in one atom or one particle of matter that if it were fully released, it could recreate the whole universe. And what I'm adding to that is that that's nothing compared to the energy and creative power that's dormant in you because of where you came from that could be a transmission of healing power to everybody else and the whole universe. And it doesn't take a lot of time if it gets released. So I would say thank you to the global rulers for reminding us our priority is to shake off the hypnosis, the wireless um, mind influence, the mind control of other ways, the self-poisoning of eating food that you should never put in your body, um, allowing things to be injected into you that are horrific poisonous cocktails. And by the way, doctors don't give anybody a so-called medicine, oral or injected, unless you found out what it is. No, you don't just listen to the drug dealers, I mean the pharmaceutical advanced scientists and and just believe them blindly. That's not science. You know, find out for yourself. That's science. And question everything. And we shake off the all these dumbing down effects from the fluoride and the poison food and the poison water and uh, the EMF. Get the EMF out of your house. Uh, get rid of the television. I can't think of anything it's good for at all. And start doing the work to get information from somebody is showing you look here's what's happening because they're right there and they're not working for some giant corporation uh, to twist what they're finding get your health back find out how health really works not the allopathic nonsense and i don't mean all allopathy is bad because if you get run over by a car the heroic emergency doctors and surgeons are incredible and they can put your body back together but for health You better learn yourself and start acting on what you learn because they're not going to do it for you. And if we do that, if you get your body working better, it's it's a lot easier to do the inner work, which is where the power is. And if we do that and we wake up and we do it like really soon starting now, yeah, the whole thing can be turned around worldwide because you can start a positive pandemic of consciousness that spreads all over the world. And there's no way that will be controlled and enslaved. So, positive message. But the value of the time is more than any amount of money. And it's going fast. So, I'm just saying, 
I think we should use it the best we can and uh, stop wanting to have this adversarial relationship with everybody where you're you know, you have to be fighting against enemies, trying to, you know, go out and kill all the bad guys. That's not where the power is. There's much, much more hidden on the lower level. So, I say deeper level. It's not really lower. It's just closer to who you really are. Open it up. Find ways to do it no matter what. Break your own addictions. Get off the drugs, off the wireless junk, off the poison food. You're needed. You're really needed. You're super important. So I appreciate that. And the most helpful thing you can do for everybody else is start taking care of yourself. Make a new program. It doesn't have to be New Year's. And anyway, it shouldn't be like a New Year's resolution that you forget in one day. It has to be permanent and just keep getting better. It's totally in your hands. Don't wait for a a leader or an expert to take care of it. It's you. Man or woman in the mirror. That's where all the power is. That's the biggest secret. So take the clue and use it. And um, I think that's about it. We're over time, as I said. we got to get ready for Planetary Healing Club. That's a meeting where we go into this in deeper levels. And um, if you want to join us there, that's accessible through planetaryhealingclub.com. And then the Sunday show is tomorrow. That's an educational show. Really neat guests on that show. It's amazing to me what great people we've got to meet. And that's uh, every Sunday night. Uh, no commercials. If you want to keep us on the air or fund us to the point where we can do some of our projects that are on hold, you can donate at lostartsresearchinstitute.org. There's a donate button. Or there's a similar donate button on lostartsradio.com and also subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. You can do the same thing. Any of those are really helpful if you've got the resources to do it. Otherwise, just share the show and get around the censorship with us and that would be much appreciated. And stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com to see what platforms we're on. Uh, If we disappear from some, will appear on others. There's a lot of good non-censoring platforms showing up. Um, I think that's about it. And join us, if you want, on Planetary Healing Club in 22 minutes. And otherwise, I'll see you here next week. Take good care of yourself. Use your time well. And thanks for being with us. I appreciate you a lot. And we'll meet you here next time. Thank you. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today 
to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.